You're listening to an Art Ache podcast. Artist-run spaces, the indie bands of the art world, supernovas of ambition, freedom and idealism. Often created by a collective of art school grads, they provide a safe space for the next wave of critical thinkers to collide, collaborate and critique. The organisational team of Samoa House Library emerged from the Save the UOA Fine Arts Library campaign in September 2018. Today I'm talking with Catherine O'Camp, one of the volunteers involved in Samoa House Library. Catherine, welcome. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thanks for coming in. I don't think it's ever been easy to run an artist space, even back in the 90s when I was at art school, and we had test strip, not that I was involved in it, which was pretty rad. And although the rent was cheaper, the means to fundraise was much more cumbersome. We didn't have any boosted.com back then. How many of you are running the space at the moment? Um, so there are 10 of us. Since the beginning, there have always been 10 artists, and over time, some people have like moved overseas or like taken breaks, and other people have come in, but it's always been around 10 artists. Yeah, we're pretty much all all Elam grads that just kind of happened by chance, but yeah. Or by just the fact that you were protesting yeah, in the library exactly, and it's like, yeah. fine, we'll make our own library. Yeah, exactly. um, so that's how you came to be involved in the collective. Yeah, um, so we were all working together from March last year um, as Safe Fine Arts Library. Um, after, at about, in June when they announced the they like properly announced the closure. Um, we took time to like reassess um, and started to form like a working group with like some of the members of Safe Fine Arts Library um, to think about alternative action and what we could do. And because we were so like emotionally charged, there was like a an air of like, oh, let's just like go or go take all the books out of the library and move them somewhere else. And then it, like over time, it was like kind of changed form, but it was, it was like a very um, hectic, like big ballsy move where we sort of October was when we started talking about maybe having an alternative space, like education space or library that would um, be able to fill like the incoming gap of a community space for artists. And we opened a month later with like three shelves and like a hundred books or something so it was like a big whirlwind. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's how things should happen. Yeah. Um so how how big is it now? How how much how many books have you got now? Um over five thousand. Oh my catalogs. goodness. Yeah. Um so that includes like lots of small books. So we've got like a very good problem at the moment where we've just got so many things that we still need to catalogue. Um because we just have so many people contacting us all the time about donating books and we've inherited like a few um like personal library collections of people who've passed away um we also just recently inherited the full MIT fine arts library collection because they just closed so that was hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of books that we're like, trying to get through now so but yeah you're gonna need a full-time librarian yeah so. we're thinking about we need someone just to come do the admin for us yeah you need to do a pay maybe a patreon site do yeah you, do you have a regular donation site now How we don't we're in the process of setting it up um because lots of people have been contacting us about wanting to donate yeah yeah patreon might be good because then yeah. you sort of have a better idea of what actually you're getting every month yeah so i guess you're not going to be um saving things in collections anymore if you've got this massive M- mit influx of books no, I mean, 
it's 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 good. It's it's nice in a way that we've become kind of a haven for lots of books. Lots of books. <laughs> yeah, that would you know otherwise maybe end up in op shops or thrown yeah. away or something. Um, we still have like whenever a new art, like an artist releases releases a new book or publication, it gets sent to us, and we've got like lots and That's lots fantastic. of like limited edition scenes and like so so many amazing things um yeah when when we when we first um started thinking about how we would like to organize our collection we decided to do something that would make librarians kind of like shudder a bit and not use Dewey Decimal we made our own um cataloging system which was like real DIY and just really on a spreadsheet but it was um it was a way of being able to catalog according to donor um, so we made like a system that has a code with like the first letter of the first person or institution's name, two letters of the last name, and the number that is in the collection, and then D if it's a donation or R if it's like a restricted use. So it basically means that in the library space, um, there'll be like a section of of the shelf that has a bunch of books that end up being like a cross section of an artist's personal research or like an institution so like a lot of galleries have donated a lot of books so it'll be the things that have form- informed them or like a lot of artist publications that have come through them um and so that's like it was a way of us being able to uh echo back to like a an important thing that we identified from the Elon Fine Arts Library which was the importance of browsing um so that basically means that very unexpected texts end up next to each other so you have like I don't know, a, a newly produced scene and then a piece of fiction. Like someone's home. Let's like visiting someone's home, exactly. really. You don't really otherwise get an, an insight into into artists' libraries, really, yeah. or artists' personal collections. So And collectors. Have you had any collectors give you anything yet? Because surely there'll be some. I was even thinking of giving you my library. I was like, maybe I should yeah. just get rid of them and give you guys. No, so many people have been so generous. Um, a lot of people have gotten in like a really great rhythm of... of like when they've spent time with a book or like read it a few times, they're like, "Well, I may as well open it up to the community," which is rather than it's like sitting on your personal shelf. Yeah, yeah. And people do also have the option of being able to say like donate us no, donate us a book for like two months. Um, and at the moment, we're just a reading room, so they can you can have the option of just you know having it there, and then taking it back. And after. they pick it up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to send anything out though, eh? Because no. that would be. Bit of a mission. No. <laughs> and very expensive. Yeah. yeah, I like the way that you've set up the um, catalogue system. And it's a little bit similar to going on or surfing the internet when you go yeah. onto someone's page or their blog or their yeah. website. You see the you're putting on it's like a filter of their vision. Yeah. And it's the same it's the same way and it is nice to browse like that. Yeah, totally. So Samoa House is not just a library, it's a whole venue. It's hosted Zine Mingle back as part of the Zine Fest in July and it also facilitates studio spaces. What else goes on in the building? Yeah, so um, there's a whole bunch of things that happen in the building. Um, We're up on the third floor, which is level two. Um, And so in in Albert we've got the library, Fluid Borders has recently started renting like a short, uh, small office space with us. They're a, um, a collective that has just started up and they had a festival at Audio Foundation recently. Um, and then, yeah, so we have studios for eight artists, which is really amazing. And there's a 
really beautiful relationship that happens between the artist and the library space and it's a whole mixture of um like really well established artists and like new grads and things and then um recently Neo Gracie has opened up um in our same little area in between the library and the studios which is an artist run gallery that's just opened about a month ago and they've had one one exhibition um and that a lot of the the Samoa House Library board members are involved in that as well. I love that. What, so it's called Neo Gracie? Neo Gracie, spell, yeah. How, how do you spell the Gracie? G-R-A-C-I-E. What a beautiful name. It's been going for one month. Yeah. Oh, a yeah, little yeah, baby. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they've just had one. They're going to have another one soon, but it hasn't been. Maybe wait till, <laughs> maybe wait till after summer. You know, yeah. everyone kind of vanishes over yeah. summer. It's like, where is everyone? Oh, we're away. But Up yeah, we've, we've hosted... Lots of lots of little events where we've never wanted to be a renter space, but we're always so um, excited by people approaching us and wanting to use the space. We don't charge hiring fee or anything, but if we feel like it is like within our co-papa, then we'll just like That's be so happy. Awesome. So a few um, like community groups use our use a library like after hours for their for meetings. So like. Um, Auckland Actually Against Poverty and Tamaki Housing Group, um, Auckland Anti-Fascists, all use this space to to meet. But yeah, so we hosted the, the Zine Mingle, which is really lovely. Um, we've had been approached by people overseas as well. Um, Girls Like Us, which is a, a feminist and like mainly queer publication from Brussels, just found us on Instagram or something. And uh, That's what I love about the internet. That's yeah. great. So they contacted us because they were wanting... In last year, because they were wanting to, oh no, this year, God, it's I know, I'm yeah, yeah, um, I know what you mean. Yeah, they're wanting like, to. When did they open? Wait, yeah. no, they're yeah. wanting to launch their like latest edition in New Zealand for the first time. Um, so they like f- four of them came over and used the used the library, released the released their publication, and then also brought over a little group that they work with called Tomboys Don't Cry, which is like a a, a little queer kind of collective of people in Brussels who set up na- nail bars as a way of like being able to facilitate conversation while like doing something. That's so they did so that cool. in the library and did designs like I love inspired that. by the books in the library yeah. and things. So it was like very, very sweet. And then we just we just um, wrote a short little piece that'll be in their next editions. We've like got these really lovely connections happening all over <laughs> all yeah. over the place, but. Yeah. Wow, and they came all the way from Brussels. It's pretty. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. So, a self-motivated youth initiative, and I'm doing little quotations because yeah. I've got that on my writing. <laughs> it's a youth initiative, <laughs> such as uh, the Samoa House Library. It's all well and good, but after a few years, it does get hard. Working mm. for free, keeping things orderly, and handing things on to other people as well can be tiresome and frustrating. What are the key? What are some of the key skills you get from being involved in running this space? Yeah, I mean that that really just is the the nature of like of artists like volunteer run things. And um, definitely there have been um, like you know ups and downs, especially when we're having we go through times of having so many things going on, and you do just like naturally get very tired. Um, one of the the best things about what we do is that anyone in the board can very easily like take breaks and come back in so like when I was finished my master's I took a wee break and then came back um we also 
bring on new board members quite often and that also like changes the whole like mo yeah. the, the, the perspective and the conversation and the, totally and, and, and it brings like a new life yeah to it as well um we we meet as a board like once a week either in the library or at one of our houses for dinner um and usually like we've gotten quite good at, at meetings now uh, after like being open for like a year where we can get through admin and then really good meetings we end up being able to have really critical amazing conversations that inform things like our education programs and things but also just like allow us to really assess the importance of the library and really think about like the state of pedagogy and everything in like New Zealand at the moment so I want I want a question I want to go back on a question Mm. in a minute with that but um I just want to talk about the agenda when you when Samoa House Library started because I think you're heading down that path yeah. anyway. So when the Samoa House uh, Library first opened its agenda, it was very clear and recognising the nature of a library as a coll- as a collection of both people and books and as a mm-hmm. space. Its aim was first and foremost act as act as an alternative fine arts library, but also function as a place of community development and communal learning through workshops, lectures, screenings, and t- and critiques. Um, how do you feel that's getting on? How 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 do you feel that has yeah, progressed over? Yeah, the... I mean, we wrote, wrote that wee bit um, early on, and it really has come into its own. Our our first and foremost um, ambition and like direct act was to provide a physical space of community, um, and it, it is multifaceted like that. So while we're open during the week. Um, on like really lovely days there are like people from the board working in there and lots of people coming up from the public and and things but then also yeah we are really um into the idea of the looking at the library as an educational model so um at certain times like the books will kind of come secondary to like being a space of peer-to-peer learning and like conversational learning um but we really have sort of come into our own in like the last year of being a really unique space um physically within like close proximity to like a lot of other art institutions to like the university and things we've kind of come into hold our own um but yeah really we are just like a a meeting place that we want to be comfortable and like facilitate really like meaningful discussions do you think that do you have you found that you're beginning to get more of a voice with the institutions and or influence or are you I mean it might be early too early days to to be a input towards any kind of curriculum but are you have you found any opportunities there where you can in terms of like university yeah just putting in your two cents worth not just the university even politics politicians the curriculum in general around the country how what's what children are given to you know I mean I mean that's definitely like that would be on the what, yeah, yeah, what you want, right? Yeah, that would be. This is what we really think, great. yeah. Like yeah. to give your two cents worth on anything yeah. that happens. And at in the moment, we don't really have any um, direct communication with like um, tertiary institutions or anything. Um, what we're planning on doing next year is having a, f- a few of us go through to schools, and we've already approached um, some like high school teachers, and we're keen to go and just like let them know about what we're doing for like as they're getting going through into uni so they like know about the space and are comfortable oh that's um, really nice yeah that's really good 
Just going back to what I was we were chatting about before, mm. I wanted to ask just more on a personal kind of thing. Yeah. What, how the term youth initiative is a little bit patronising. <laughs> <laughs> Do you consider yourself a youth? I, I I remember when I was your age, I certainly considered myself a very oh, adult, yeah, if I'm, not I'm, too old I'm, already. You know. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. How do you feel I, about I, the term? I, I'm a, a youngin. Yeah. Oh, you do? Oh, that's. I, I, I guess I'm 23. Oh yeah. So, um, I guess so. Yeah. I guess yeah. I don't know, but I don't know if we ever want to be an exclusively like youth artist. Like, We're a youth <laughs> initiative. Get out! You're too old. Something that we've um, had conversations as like as a group for quite a long time that we will probably come to, come in like further on is to have like um, a kind of. Uh, kind of a, like a mentor or someone that we can reach out to who's not a board member but who is like a more established person in like the art or education like sector who can like come and kind of offer us support and like in, inform even like help troubleshoot as well yeah, yeah, yeah. come in and go all right what's your goal in five years blah 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 let's yeah, look at the yeah. structure where are your income streams look well, not, well that's actually the most depressing question ever yeah. to be asked. where are your income streams yeah. <laughs> but you know but um i think the the library isn't on which is i think the main success of it is it isn't just for for young people like it's used by people from you know everywhere yeah I've seen the photos they look well yeah so it's like a in a way it reminds me a little bit of of a band of a of a band I've I've been in bands and it's the same thing you have your regular band practice where you have your meetings once (laughs) a week so you start to get organized and actually practice all the songs without any fights or tantrums and then afterwards you can have a jam you know and that's when you guys we've never had any any fights we have like the, the best meetings are when we have, like, heated conversation. Yeah. Because that's when you, like, really get to make movements and, like, yeah, really and get to understand what it is that we're doing. And, and drilling in and pushing it a bit harder, yeah. yeah. And it's, yeah, not, yeah. It's, it's not always comfortable, but if you're in a trusting, with a trusting collective of yeah, people, absolutely. it's a great way to explore new yeah. horizons. Yeah. Yeah, and just like a band, you have the uh, the fans who come in and out and visit, yeah. visit the space. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I love it. Um, so... I've got a fun fact. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know, like, you probably know that Summer House sits sort of in the middle of K-Road. Yeah. But did you know it's actually smack bang in the middle of K-Road? Oh, really? Yes, that the mobile station, okay, there's two bits of research oh. I've done. <laughs> One is I measured it on Google Maps with my fingers. Nice. And I was like, yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah. And then I dug a bit deeper. And the mobile station, if it is a mobile, on the yeah. corner of Ponsonby, that's... Five six five number five. Oh, wow. six. You guys are two eight three. Okay, yeah. Minus that from five six five, you get two eight two. So oh, you are, wow. you're actually in the middle. Yeah, that's really. Good. I mean, like our like physical proximity to like being central and being like close to the university was very important, and that's like why we chose the space of like yeah, we didn't want to be out somewhere difficult to to reach. We wanted to be accessible. So yeah, that makes that's a huge difference. Right. Yeah, if people are flowing past anyway. Yeah. Studio spaces, 
Cave Road has played host to artist studios for a long for a long time, so it's no surprise as it as it gentrifies, it's become known as the artists' district, which I love. Um, the Small House Library studio, studios are very reasonably priced at sixty dollars yeah. per week, which is insanely cheap. I, yeah. I think the average yeah, yeah. would say probably about hundred, if not one twenty a week yeah. for a space. Um, that's cheaper than La Gonda, which I which I would see is it's not really an artist like you know La Gonda, okay, just yeah. down the road. That's not so much an artist-run space. Well, it houses many little mm. little spindles of artist-run spaces and has so for a very long time, for yeah. generations and generations. Um, so, yeah, anyway, even cheaper than then, <laughs> uh, that place. So um, I saw you had some spaces early, uh, available early August. Are they are they all full now? How secure they, they are, are they? They are all full. And, um, yeah? Um, yeah, we really only wanted to to charge like just enough to cover it. And it like it helps us cover some of the rent of our space as well. So it's it's all kind of difficult to to describe. It's all on kind of open plan on one level, but a wall goes in between the library and then there's the gallery. And then we've got kind of two larger, really gorgeous private studios that like overlook all of K Road. And then um, I've got a wee one. And then there are four people or five people that all share kind of an open plan one but um there's like a really really good kind of interaction between people and it's in a way like it ends up being quite similar to like being like at Elam or like yeah because I mean that that was like it was a big moment for us when we were able to get to the stage of being able to have the studios because for us like it's so important to be having like you know art making happening close by it you keeps know. it alive. Yeah. It keeps it people turning up every day. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, back in the day there, Ponsonby Central used to be like that. Upstairs oh, wow. was just big open yeah. plan spaces. And um, and then earlier on down near Seafarers or Britomart, there were a whole pile down there, the stables uh-huh. and all around there as yeah. well. And also uh, near the Tepid Baths, there were a whole lot of buildings. Similar thing, It's, it's yeah. except without the actual central kind of library element, but just yeah. those big spaces where all are, where someone will have the, the rent on the on a warehouse or yeah, now it's a floor yeah. of a building. Um, how, are they nice and secure up there and all safe and everything? They're, yeah, yeah, they are. How do people, yeah. how do people get into them? I mean, oh, how do they get in as in if they wanted to? I know you're full. Do you just put nah, an ad out? Yeah, but people often email us and we'll just like start a waiting list or I'll always just like pop it on our on our Instagram. But yeah, um, yeah at, the, at the moment they're all full, but people have sort of been coming and going. Right, we've done the fun fact. Yeah. It was fun, eh? <laughs> do you have any fun facts about Samoa House? Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, do you have any dirty secrets you want to share? <laughs> <laughs> from um, from some other house library, not personally. Oh. <laughs> well, actually, let's just we'll, nah. let's it. we're not going there. We've already been grossed out by the technician in this room. <laughs> um, okay, so um, with ongoing closures and specialist facilities and education, such as the the fine arts library, the prom- proposition that arts aren't well treated in society and that they're not valued. Um, or understood becomes more amplified. Yeah. How do you think the Samoa House Library is counteracting that proposition to the wider public? And, and is it? Yeah, I mean, it, it is just like one of the things we identified from when the 
the creative libraries were proposed to close at the University of Auckland was that it was a symptom of a much deeper crisis in tertiary education, not only in Auckland and New Zealand, like overseas. It's just like a very kind of, there is like a kind of systemic, you know, attack or whatever on the arts. Um, We are hoping that like through our space we can facilitate critical conversations about that, but also um, act as a an open, accessible, and free means of learning. Um, we ran our first education program this year that was called Curriculum, um, and we're hoping to run that again next year, but change like shift it to a longer year program. Um, but yeah, things like the the proposed closures of the libraries were one of those things where it was not that surprising, really, but very devastating and had like an obvious emotional impact on like the art community. Um, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I, I I guess in a way, what you're doing is quite so. It's quite well. It's quite socialist, I suppose. Mm. You know, and. And I think that's the change that I think the wider public may need to see in in the arts because it had kind of got to a point where it was so uh, disconnected with the wider public that it yeah. became very bourgeois and to totally. and yeah. so in order as those things topple or get taken or broken away, then you're forced into this kind of open, free, open. Yeah, I mean, there's like a, a quite a long a long history of of like you know people opening up their own art schools and things overseas. Um, which has always come from sort of like managerial changes and and cuts and things that have happened where I mean overseas in like America and Europe and things there's been quite a long tradition of um, students deciding that rather than putting their money into these institutions that aren't serving them as they would like, they'll take them their tuition money and use it all collectively to set up their own art school and then invite practitioners and things and obviously there've been so many places that have set up from like from houses, and they, obviously it's a wee bit different in New Zealand in terms of like student loans and things. We didn't really have, can't have money to, yeah, to um, input. But we are kind of following on like a long, a long tradition of being unsatisfied with a particular thing and then sort of taking on our own new growth. It's new yeah. growth. It's yeah. the new. It's the new. It's the new growth coming up through the. You know the yeah. the canopy that has been kept us all locked down for so long. Yeah. It's it's really great to see, and it's um it's really good to have you in here. So as a board member, you're required to engage with Samoa House Library's wider community. Mm. What is who are they? Who is the wider community? Well, the wider. It community- might seem obvious. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the wider community of people that we're engaging with are a lot of art institutions. To be honest, like even when we first opened like I think like a month or two after we opened Blue Oyster and Dunedin contacted us and um had a few of us down to kind of run a workshop but we didn't really feel that qualified <laughs> <laughs> but that was um they had a, a break in their program and it was inspired by the like the closures of the art history department at um University of Otago, which is also happening at like um, Victoria and Wellington and at at Auckland, they basically wanted it to come and have us like conversationally um, talk about like 
you know, student activism, whatever at the moment, and kind of like beneficial ways of responding that are going to be like, you know, productive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but we've, we've worked with, um, yeah, smaller community groups. Um, yeah, I was wondering about that, if how much intercommunication there are with other artist-run spaces such as Fanalagifo out in um, Otahu. Yeah, well, not too much right now, to be honest, but just because we're kind of, it's been such like a full-on year since we've opened, we've kind of just like have always been busy with like lots of different projects. This summer is going to be when we're going to be able to actually like take a wee break and assess where we are. But um, I mean, that's all that we're about is being able to sort of yeah. Cross-pollinate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, what, are, what are your holiday hours, uh, just asking, while, while we're in there? What's some oh. ac- and what activities well, we'll get there? Well, yeah, well, we're going to be actually closed between the 13th of December to the 13th of January. Okay. And that's when... Nice dates. <laughs> <laughs> um, so tidy, have, that's we'll tidy. We'll have a big, like, Christmas party on the 13th. I thought it was on the 15th. Oh, you know, oh, right. it is on the 13th, it is too. Yeah, right. and then after that we'll close, but we'll still be open for appointment because, um, I mean, me and a couple of other board members have studios there anyway. So, so we'll you'll be there. In there um, and we're like more than happy, but it's mainly because we're pro- probably going to be reshuffling our whole collection, maybe looking into a new cataloging system now that we've got so many. So <laughs> like many end books. up doing the traditional system now. Well, that be- yeah, well, well, I'm actually I'm in, in the process of reaching out to some other organisations like the Incidium um, Radical Library in Melbourne and like a few other places and seeing what they use. We're also, at the moment, we're not a, a lending library. We've just been a reading room, but we'd like to become a lending library. It's just like a means of... Finding the ways of getting books back without having to find people because that just like seems yeah. the opposite of everything. No, that, about. that's definitely and um, that's definitely in hiring someone territory because it would just be so much admin and so exactly, exhausting. Exactly, exactly. So that's like we'll still be um, like meeting as a board and things and having conversations over the summer, but it'll be a really good moment because since we've opened, we've just been kind of going from like project to project and hosting so many amazing things, but it has been like a a, a great crazy year yeah so it'd be like a moment of being able to actually like spend some time in the space and kind of reassess things yeah have like positive negatives um and get ready for like our like planned education and programs and things next year so although i i, yeah. I can i can one thing i will say about that is i recommend that you just take that time off over summer and i know just don't good. <laughs> because everyone is still very quiet in january and february yeah so, so do all that stuff in the first two weeks when you get back but give yourself a proper break yeah because i mm. i know from bitter experience yeah it, you will burn out and, I mean, and it that's is, the it is also thing. like i guess you know the nature of what we're doing now is everyone on the board obviously works as well. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, yeah, we're, we're, we're grateful that we can distribute work as we can and that we have a team of like 25 or so volunteer minders, which is amazing and sweet. And obviously at the moment we're not in the capacity to be able to pay ourselves, but we're hoping that might be able to happen in the future. But I guess it is just like the nature of doing something like this at the moment is that we're doing it purely for the passion and like the yep. personal love of it but a lot of us have been like working and studying and doing it's a lot of work it's yeah. a lot of work but then if you you know it's needed and if you're Absolutely. creating if you're creating a space that's needed yeah uh, then therefore 
it makes sense that you should be able to establish it more a bit a bit more and get the right computer programs to help you properly yeah. catalog and the right equipment I'm sure the library has some old computers standing I mean you know stuff yeah. like just even scanning gear that stuff yeah, that sort totally. of stuff like getting a proper grant to and and looking at where you fit it might be that the historic places trust or something I don't know there could be other avenues that mm. might be able to actually fund you guys other than yeah. creative New Zealand like yeah. well not that they ha- have, have creative New Zealand thrown you any money yeah um they funded our last education program curriculum oh yeah yes, um, I saw that. but yeah 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 that's good to yeah I will. I think it's pretty amazing and that you guys what you guys have done I want you to all take Mama Ralphini <laughs> Mother Alfini says you're all to take the summer break yes. off and that's that. I don't want any planning, pre-planning, whatever. Yes. That's to happen when you get back on from the 13th. Yeah. And so you've got coming up the Samoa House Library Christmas Bash on December the 13th yeah. and it's BYO. It is. Um, <laughs> I love that. It's yeah. We, on the 12th of December, um, Artspace reached out to us. They've been amazing since we, well, the whole time. Actually, when we were Safe Fine Arts Library, they let us use um, Artspace after hours to hold our meetings when it got too big for, like, to have them in lounges and flats anymore. Yeah. Um, they have, like, donated us furniture. All the all the desks That's and great. chairs came from, like, the Susan Turing King show. So oh, awesome. they're really lovely and ha- have been, like, good mentors. But they reached out to us um, and asked if we, we wanted to be involved in like a, a cash and carry auction. So basically artists are donating works and then part of the money will go to... Um, Funding art space? No, no. Volangi Val. Oh, right, really? Oh, great, okay. And then half of it will go to us and we'll be using it to... Um, we've got a really amazing um, volunteer minder, Noah, who um, is going to be using all of the money that's made to fund um, Samoan language classes through the library and hopefully a publication as well. So that's what we'll be That's really n- That's really great. So that. it'll be like all, you know, all artworks are capped at like $200, which is like a very nice thing for Artspace. Yeah, cash so. and carry, it's good. Yeah, it's totally yeah, good. Yeah. I get that. I'm all over that stuff. I love it. Yeah. Um, have you ever tried learning Samoan before? No. I, I've, I've tried it. I found it. I've, I've, I love Samoan. It's hard. Yeah. I found it hard to learn, especially yeah, knowing that. Re- yeah, it's, it's really important, and we're very aware of um, of our position being in Samoa House and the whole history of, Absolutely. of the space. Yeah. Um, it's something we'd always had so many conversations about and then hadn't really worked out the proper way to do it until Noah approached us, and it, just, it was the same time that Artspace approached us. So When is the cash and carry, do you know? the 12th. The twelfth of December. Oh, okay. So that's and that's happening at Art Space. At Art Space. And then you've yeah. got the Christmas bash the next night. Yeah. So hopefully you'll be like, yeah, we made heaps of money. Awesome. Yeah. That'd also, be great. It's also the day that we find out our if we've gotten our like CNZ funding for next year. So. Oh gosh. So if not, it'll be <laughs> like really, do, yeah, celebratory drinks <laughs> yeah. or just drowning in sorrows. Yeah. <laughs> either way, it's gonna be good. Yeah, it'll be so much fun. <laughs> so the best place for people to follow you guys is it Facebook, Twitter, or online? Facebook and Instagram. Okay, Instagram. what are your, what, so Facebook, I know you're forward slash Samoa House Library, but what about Instagram? Same, same, same? Instagram, yep. yep. Cool, and uh, as we mentioned earlier, you're located on 283 Banks, 
smack bang in the middle yeah. of Kay Road. Thanks so much for chatting oh, to me about you. it. It's really impressive and um, good luck for 2020. And look forward to hearing more about what you've been up to. Thanks so much. This podcast was brought to you with the help of Liquid Studios. You're listening to an Artache podcast. Creative content from Artache.com. <laughs>